Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to use a lot of words, yet say nothing at all. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. What's up, everybody? It's show number 547, and on today's show, we're talking about robot vacuums for the shop, handsaw sharpening, and is this thing sharp enough? But before we get to that, we want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler's been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler's giving away a $250 gift card to one lucky Wood Talk listener, and you can enter for your chance to win before March 31st at rockler.com slash woodtalk. That's exciting. Isn't it, though? That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. You can get whatever you want. As You're long as it's 250 or less. getting what they want you to get. That's right. What's that mean? You'll get this one thing and that's it. That's oh, okay. Like if they were, they're given an item away versus a gift card. Now I understand. Yes. They have yes. choices. <laughs> I'm with you. You you have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> we know you have choices. <laughs> you have a lot of choices your Rockler, in your woodworking. There's Rockler family. and the other Rockler and then the Canadian Rockler. <laughs> But we're glad you joined us at the regular Rockler today. (laughs) I forgot about the Canadian Rockler. That's awesome. Oh, man. If you want to help support the show thing that we do, you can absolutely do so. You can go to patreon.com slash woodtalk and sign up to become a patron of the show. We'd like to thank Matthew So, John Lee Clare, David Sipich, and KP Creations. Easy ones this week. Nicely done. Yeah. 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 David almost threw me off with that P in the middle of two eyes. That's true. Yeah, that's a little bit confusing. That one got a little weird. Figure it out, David. Make it better. That's when you take a little bite of a sandwich. A sippage. (laughs) Just a little sippage? Yeah, you got a little sandwich and a little drink. You take a little sippage of that drink when you're done. There you go. (laughs) If it's too dry, not enough mustard or mayo. It's always good to make fun of the people that support you. we're off to a good start today. <laughs> so that's that's, that's, that's part of our brand, I think. I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, that. we normally record, uh, what guys, like Saturday mornings, uh, not mornings, but like Saturday late morning or afternoon. Um, very different vibe. We don't record at night, so we've all had full work days. Um, you know, Matt's put his kids down already. I got somebody else putting my kids down <laughs> right now because Nicole's sick. Uh, and I'm back at the shop, and we'll see how this goes. Because this may not have been you, a best. Do you know this person putting your kids down? Or is this <laughs> well, just like I'm, someone um, you picked I'm up? somewhat related to her. It's my mom. So. Oh, okay. I do, ah, just, well. I do trust her. One of, one of those shop poopers that you just grabbed and hey, said, hey. They got to pay their dues somehow. <laughs> like, that'll work for me. <laughs> you, use, you use behind my shop poop. So yeah. it's time for you to put oh, my kids Yeah, it's also, it's very <laughs> late here. So if you're watching the video version, you might see the doorway in the back. So the guys have been given specific instructions that if they see anybody with a hockey mask, or anyone looking threatening back there, 
Uh, actually, there shouldn't be anyone else here. So if there's anyone back there, I'd like to know if you could just tell me. <laughs> Preferentially. Yeah. I've yes. got a very heavy yeah. water bottle and I'm not afraid to use it. I will throw that thing. I'll yeet it over there. Go go get some chisels or something from the shop. <laughs> something a little sharper. Or a little extra. <laughs> okay. Advantage. I got a little pocket knife here too. All right. Well, let's get to uh, let's get to what's on the bench. <laughs> hold on, hold yeah. on. Don't murder me yet. I gotta like death, pull the gotta knife out. death by a thousand a puncture wounds. <laughs> It'll be good. All right. Let's get to what's on the bench. I did something monumental and extremely exciting a couple. It was about a couple weekends ago at this point. I went to the St. Louis Rockler. Woo-hoo. I've been there. I heard you've been there. It was awesome. I could still, have sm- I still smell you. Wall there? <laughs> like, like the barbecue places that have the famous people <laughs> yes, that stop by. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see a little, a little Cremona on the wall with this indecipherable thing that's supposed to be your signature. Yeah. See, it's, it's all working out. <laughs> it, it's working. You know, it, it, I have a good thing going. All right. Yeah. Don't be jealous. Okay. I won't. Um, so we were there, <laughs> we were there and it was right as they opened. And I was like, the, the thing was, I just needed some armor seal. We were in the area for something else. I was like, oh, let me just stop at Rockler. I got to pick that up anyway. So I go in and we make it through the front door, make it about 10 steps. And I hear, ah, you thought you were just going to slip by, huh? And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? And it was the, um, not the main guy, like the, I guess one of the managers or the main manager. I don't know. He was, is like somebody who makes decisions. Important person. Uh, super nice guy. And, uh, I think I didn't really have to stop to talk to anybody else. After I talked to him, I went, I got my armor seal and I got the heck out of there. But I will say this, what a great store. They're just there. Everything's pretty big. It's huge. It's very long. And they've got like a separate setup, like a really cool looking setup for, uh, demos and classes. And we did walk around a little bit just to get the lay of the land, tons of wood in the space as well for lumber for sale. Um, what a great store. Really, really nice. So, uh, thanks for the warm welcome over there. Uh, whoever, I can't remember your name. So if you email, <laughs> you if you email me your name, I'll remember your name. I'm just not good with names. Nothing personal. Uh, but it, it was, wow. it was absolutely that's, that's a beautiful personal. store. It's something more personal than someone's name. Mm, not if I forget everybody's name equally across the board, then it's not personal. Hmm. I, I sometimes Fair I still enough. have to write y- your names down before we do the show so I can talk to you both. It's in the notes. Oh, it's in the notes. That's right. That's why it's there. <laughs> there we go. It's also it was there for right your benefit. Of our video screens right here. So that's that's how I keep track. Yeah, it's especially there. when Matt gets all pixelated I and I can't actually see that it's him. Yeah, why does it do that? At least the name is there. Why Don't is, worry about me. At least it's recording on his end, so we got that going for us. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, well, that that's that's good to hear because you remember when I went to the Portland main store, like no, I got nothing. Uh, no attention at all. They didn't even talk to me. Dang. They didn't even talk to What's me. What's up with Nothing. that? Maybe you just know. looked unapproachable. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. They just, they could smell hand tools on me. I'm like, I don't want to talk to this, oh, this blowhard. His stuff doesn't even <laughs> plug in. Oh, can you imagine? You want to check out the stuff in the back behind the curtain. Yeah. The special, special stuff. room. Right. To be fair, they did have other customers, so it's not like they completely ignored me. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's, that's thanks. Maybe next time. All right. So. I'll bring in my own cutout. There you go. Um, woodworking wise, I started a sideboard project. Not a lot to say about that, but I'm uh, playing with some What are you talking new... about? That's pretty cool. Is it? You're fine. Maybe it's not cool. I mean, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I haven't made much yet. I, I'm like, liking it. I don't know. I got a, <laughs> I got a side sub assembly together. There's not a whole lot to it. I didn't, I'm, I'm glad it, I'm glad you were sufficiently impressed, but um, you like the crotch. That's what you're into. Well, obviously. Yeah. I've got these crotch side panels that were really good, which I, I posted I mean, just a quick video. Like, 
And, You're getting in on my territory well, here. That's you know, the we're going to have a turf battle here. That's the thing, man. Nobody can post a crotch without getting uh, invoking the name of Cremona <laughs> with these things. Turf, turf battle. I, that picture oh, you posted man. of the sourcing of the crotch, Yeah, I actually was busting out laugh. I don't like laugh out loud for real very often. Yeah. Like, oh, swipe right to see where, swipe to see where it came from. It's a freaking hole in a slab. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, cool. He's like, he's a picture of like the tree or the log or the sawmill or something cool. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> I, hacked out of the center of the slab. All the good stuff gone. <laughs> I asked Tim, I was like, listen, man, I need some special material. Do you have anything? I'm looking for something crotchy with a lot of figure. He goes, I got just the thing. I assumed he had either like a small little slab somewhere <laughs> or is this piece just sitting there? He just resawed it in half to give me two panels. And then he sent me, he sends me that picture and I'm like, wow, that was like, I want that section <laughs> and I don't going to cut that out. Uh, like a Bugs Bunny thing, you know, with the saw cut and bloop, thing just pops out. Right. Yeah, it was pretty nice. cool. So there's a lot more cool stuff to come with this one. Um, doing some oh, cool stuff. Oh, teasing us, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the doors are going to have some live edge resawn into almost... How you feel? Like okay. A thick, you, you settle down over there. Uh, a thick <laughs> veneer. <laughs> who, are you, who are you? And then you know with Mark? there's even going to be some <laughs> copper in there. You can't wow. do metal. What the hell? Watch, what is going on? Watch you, me. You crazy and Instagram hipster. There won't be any... Yeah, but there won't be any epoxy. So... There's that. All right. But there's still there's still some skinny still jeans time. in there somewhere. Some skinny jeans and, and beards. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely a net beanie of some sort. Oh, I could pull that yes. off. Yes. I could pull that off for sure. Um, so that's uh that's all that's exciting for me lately. Shannon, what do you got going on? Uh <laughs> same project that I talked about the last time we did this show. Mm. I just got this group build going. We're going really slow, letting people catch up, but frankly. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Actually, um, Margaret has got this thing going on, like five minutes of shop time yeah. a day. We should yeah, mention cool. that. Something like that. We um, should, we should yeah, probably so mention that. She's doing kind, great Kind things. of related to this. <laughs> but like this, this whole group build idea is like we have one time per week that we will be working. And, and a lot of people have actually gotten back to me and said, you know, I really like that because I've got like other projects going on or I've got life. But I know that mm -hmm. I can get this one hour to like 90 minutes of time every Saturday. So, so far that's when I've been doing my working and frankly, lately with schedule as it is, that's about the only time I've been able to actually do any significant woodworking, but it makes the project go really slow, but it's also like that kind of accountability. I know I will at least get this part done. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm still working on that. We've, we've got a glued up table ready to move on to a drawer. Nice. So that's where super I cool. Who wants to talk about the Margaret thing? <laughs> so I think I already did. <laughs> That's about it though, right? Like she, she five minutes of shop time a day, you know, but it's a cool little initiative that she did. Cause I saw a couple people actually like tagging on the post and, and doing what she was. Cause I didn't, at first I just saw it. I'm like, oh, Margaret's doing something awesome. Like that's, that's part of the course with Margaret. So I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> yes. sure exactly what she was doing. And, uh, and then I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this, this is actually cool. She's doing a thing to get people in the shop, get in there for five minutes and get something done. And people are doing it. And that is a very good thing. So thank you, Margaret. Okay, huh. Matt, what do you got stuff. going on? Besides messing up the recording today. I'm only yeah. here to screw up your life. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Hashtag Matt's fault. That's right. That's what he does. Just, just, you it's know, bring some, some chaos to your life. I need more. It's been too easy for you lately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, I have been, uh, I've been in the shop a little bit. I am making a, I'm actually remaking a project that I made like 10 years ago. 
in the shop and making a uh, like a sandpaper storage rack for like sheet sheet paper. Mm-hmm. Is that what you would call that? The full the sheets, sheets of, of sandpaper. sandpaper that are like the size of a piece of paper. Yeah. You know that uh-huh. size. We're familiar. I don't know what you're familiar with. Sandpapers <laughs> <laughs> might be on the list of things. <laughs> But thanks for being cautious. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to gauge my audience here. You just never know who I'm talking to. Yeah, Shannon might not know what it is because all of his surfaces are perfectly clean from blades. But of I course. sometimes need to sand things. <laughs> I don't know. There's like different shapes. We only use like the circle ones. Yeah. I only buy the really expensive ones that are two sided, just perfectly sized, already cut for my hand. Those are my favorite. Like a mitt? Like a standing mitt? No, like the ep- epic sandpaper. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I know what you're, t- I know what you're talking about. Oh, you're making jokes. Okay. I'm, try- I'm trying too hard. It's not coming off. <laughs> no, it's late. Completely missing the mark. <laughs> anyway. Yep. I, I'm making this. I'm remaking this wall-mounted sandpaper rack storage thing that was in my shop, my old shop made out of MDF. I'm making this one out of Elm. I'm doing some uh, through-mire dovetails, and I'm trying something new. Which I'm pretty excited about. I am I am trying through tenons. Wow. Look at you. I'm crazy. I've done that a few times. I really hope you are assaulted with people saying that that's Mark's thing. I don't think so. <laughs> that's gonna be, it's about to be Can mine, that happen, please? <laughs> so what kind of through tenons? Like, are you going to wedge them? You're going to just, uh, just no, go in and go flush? No, no. Just flush. Because normally I would just do a crenellated tenon and not have it go through. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm like, oh, I'm going to go through because this is like the same project as like every other shop thing I have. It's mm-hmm. the same as the hand tool cabinet. It's the same as like my little like um, router bit rack storage thing. Yeah. It's a dovetailed box with a divider in it or a shelf that's been tenoned into the sides. Yeah. It's the same project again. Nothing wrong with that, though. Hey, what? Uh, um, speaking repeat. of sandpaper, what do you like? What do you like for like sandpaper brands for just sheets of sandpaper? What do you I don't buy? have a favorite. I just buy whatever. I did that recently. I just went to Amazon. I bought some kind of a 3M thing. And I'm like, this stuff is garbage. Like normally the 3M stuff I buy is good. And, and I've put this all on me because you know how sandpaper grades and types are. You could very easily buy something that doesn't behave the way you expect it to. Mm-hmm. I did that. But I'm looking at it going like I still like look. I don't understand what I bought that works this way. It's just crap. It gets dull so quickly. So I was kind of looking for huh. a, a brand that I could latch on to. There's a good question. Good question. I, mean, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you what I have. That's how little <laughs> okay. I pay attention to like what the brand is. Yeah. It could be 3M I, or it could be like Norton or I don't, I don't even know. I live off woodworking show swag sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some of that too. From like, woodworking in America forward. five from, years ago. From woodworking America, from fine woodworking's little thing, <laughs> from the woodworking shows. Like it, um, who's the, who's the big, uh, one of the big brands, they always have like giveaways. Uh, They're like the tight bond of sandpaper. Um, Merca? Three, no. 3M? Merca, 3M, and Norton. Either. Like, that's about yeah, it, right? It might, it's probably 3M, I feel like. But uh, Maverick yeah, they always give away like a little, a little, um, you know, round dispenser, like random orbital sander dispenser type thing. Yeah. And I've got like three of them, and I, I've just been slowly working my <laughs> way through them. Nice. Lifetime supply. All that sandy. Just a couple know. shows. I'm all about I'm all about the free swag. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. We got a little bit of kickback here. Matt, you want to grab the first one? Let's read it. That, that's usually what we do on the show. Should Generally, I read it? Yes, read it? Uh read yeah. just, you know, you, you don't have to say the, the cuss word. Say, I'd, I'd like to see you act it out. 
Holy poop nuggets. Mac got my name perfect. <laughs> so what's so here's the thing. This is a guy who previously was a uh, Patreon supporter, right? And you pronounced his name. So do you know which one of the pronunciations was the correct one? Because I think you tried multiple. <laughs> if I, I don't correctly, know. No, I don't there was know. like three or four that got thrown around. <laughs> that's the big question here. Okay, well, that's good. V- Voto was his name? That we decided it was? I don't know. Vojto or something We're going to do like the that. same thing we did last time, and we're going to say three yeah. different ways. I was going to say, if you throw I, I, different enough pronunciations, yeah. you're bound to get one I'm of them. I'm glad at least I one remember of what I said. Yeah. I don't know. Voito? Voito. Uh, Shannon, Voito? you want to get this next one from Greg? Sure. Um, this is from Greg. <laughs> he says, uh, Mark, thanks for being a reluctant leader and speaking for the need of responsibility that should be part of YouTube fame. Kudos. Matt, you may not have intended to be seen as a good and responsible steward of the land by harvesting <laughs> locally, but it does make a difference. And it's one of the reasons many of us like and follow you. Embrace it, and. <laughs> and then Shannon, I would love to hear more about where CITES went wrong. Oh God. Oh boy. Even if it's just, <laughs> even if it's just a direct response with, to me with a list of two to three species and why they shouldn't be on there. I'm a conservationist by profession and woodworker by hobby, but I understand that poorly justified regulations hurt the entire process of converse, conservation and the public's faith in it. Thank you for bringing depth to the conversation. Mm. You hear that guys? I'm deep. Depth. You're deep. I've oh, I know. Did. Should I really respond to this? Uh, I mean, um, or if you're not comfortable, I mean, you could always take it to no, your own I mean, show. Comfortable. It's just, you know, I already have the bad rap of hating nurses and everything. Now I'm going right. to like be like anti. Oh, may the, as well. The quote thing from this week. That was hilarious. <laughs> right. Because I knew it wasn't going to be me, right? That's too obvious of an answer. Oh, you're talking about Margaret's quote of the week? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was like Shannon was already offending people from the first episode he's ever been on. (laughs) I listened to the I listened to the sound clip like, oh god, he's offending people already. Yeah. And I read the actual caption. It's like, oh yeah, Shannon started offending people the first time he's on the show. (laughs) He does that. Like, oh. I'll have you know, I was on a Peloton ride the other day and there was a whole bunch of nurses on there because they all they all have little hashtags yeah. on their leaderboard names. They ganged and it was like up nurses and high-fived doing after and you. And they all high-fived me. Yeah. I got like a hundred high-fives over the course of a minute, I, all from nurses. I feel like they that might better. have been a misinterpreted high-five. That may have been like a close-fisted <laughs> high-five. Right. More, like, more like a <laughs> slap to the face. <laughs> like your number one single-finger salute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that type of thing. Yes. Awesome. Might have been what it was. Um, All right. Well, I mean, if this well, let, let, let me let me just quickly touch on this because okay. I did do an episode of the Lumber Update about the recent CITES convention, and if you haven't listened to that yet, Greg, you might want to. It's my recap of the the COP nineteen convention. Ultimately, you can come down to one thing: it's all politics, um, and we say that a lot. But ultimately, what is being voted on is it's a well, it's it's lobbyists who go in and say we want you to vote for this. So when you look at a species that was recently put on Appendix 2, it was voted, the proposition was put forth by uh, countries that are not even in the range state. So the wood does not grow in those places or anywhere, not even on the same continent. These countries put forth this, this species, it was Ipe, and the countries who actually have it in their, you know, within their boundaries, put up data point after data point after data point saying this is not endangered in the slightest. And the vote went through. Um, it just it comes down to can you get enough votes? It's just like Capitol Hill or or any parliament anywhere in the world. If somebody has enough backing behind a certain um, idea or proposition, it doesn't actually really matter what the the, the facts are. Um, 
So there were there were multiple species that were voted to Appendix 2, but at the same time, Appendix 2 doesn't even mean it's endangered. But there's this stigma. It's been voted to Appendix 2. Does that mean anything? More importantly, CITES doesn't regulate dick. <laughs> they don't regulate a thing. <laughs> they can't make laws. They have be no power to make laws. Yeah, right? That would be. That would be, that would be really upsetting. Yeah. So basically, they make a, a proposition saying this is now Appendix 2, and it's up to you guys to figure out how to do that. So the individual countries have to figure out how we're going to even monitor this or control it. And it's just a complete cluster. Um, so the, the, the bad news is I don't have a solution. Um, when you've got so many international parties, you know, and, and when you've got a species that crosses uh, international borders, how do you regulate this? Um, and I talked about this on the last episode of the Lumber Update. How do we regulate Russian birch? The only way you can regulate Russian birch is by outlawing birch. 100% across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, what about Finnish birch? You know, what about North American birch? What about the other companies? France makes birch plywood, but you can't, you, there's no way to stop it just coming from Russia. You may think there is, but it's just not possible. So it just all comes down to politics. Who's got enough votes? Who was voted, you know, class president because they're the most popular <laughs> class, <laughs> you know, and they gave out lollipops at, at lunch. You know, that's, that's the biggest issue um, with the whole thing. Okay. Good to know. Thanks for that. <laughs> sure. Thought it would be fun to, uh, you know, we don't really focus on reviews anymore. You guys remember that? Like iTunes reviews were a uh, big I thing. I can't even find them now. Right? They're hard to right? find. And they've removed some of the features I noticed. Like I went to look at reviews for something and normally you could sort by like the most recent or the most critical, most favorable. I think those um, search parameters and filters are gone now. So all you have is a random mm. smattering of reviews. So I thought it would be fun to pick three of the worst ones I could find because <laughs> the worst ones. I'm in the mood for someone to smack me around a little bit. Um, so this Shame one knows some nurses. That's right. This one is a little confusing uh, from Smoke and Joe 1967. It's a good review. He said he titles it the woodworking gods. He says, if you are a woodworker and want to learn and expand, then these three guys can help great information from three respected fellow woodworkers. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome i mean that <laughs> better than one there's always room for improvement i appreciate that, i get Joe. the message Thanks. i think loud and clear yeah. we got it um we, there's we, a we high bar harder to gain that third star it's a high bar to clear with smoke and joe um okay <laughs> the, this is another good one ready uh wow oh. what a turnoff this is one star by the way and this is fairly recent have been trying this podcast out for a while now, started today's episode, and one of the hosts was berating a listener who gave feedback about a lack of woodworking content. His response and attitude, if you don't like it, don't listen, to a listener was incredibly rude. So, I don't like that attitude, therefore I won't listen. Pity, show isn't half bad, but rude host made me unfollow and leave a negative review. Why not try being a little less rude next time? It's, like, it's okay. not half bad, right. it's a two out of five. And that's... that's- not quite half. Vliol is his name, I guess, or her name. I don't know. Either way, um, I've just put that one in the same place. I put all the negative feedback about the show in the garbage. Goodbye. Yeah, it's all good. I was I did it for fun. I, I try to, you know, I'm playing a role on this show as the uh, the bitter old podcaster. And that's that's my job. Just doing my job, guys. Oh, what's my job? <sighs> uh, hopeful young upstart crotch fanatic. Upstart. 
<laughs> How's that? Steward of the land. Steward of the land. Oh, steward of the, the land. The accidental hero that we needed. The accidental. That's true. Very <laughs> <Nice>. accidental. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, certainly an accident somewhere. Yeah, yeah I oh, think yes. so. Um, <laughs> and here's the final one. One star oh, from Showbiz. Rockler, Rockler, Rockler. Shut up with the Rockler already. <laughs> There we go. All right. Winner. So ding, 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 ding. Uh, let's talk a little bit about store expansions. Rockler is excited to announce the opening of three brand new stores in March. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Richmond, Virginia, Taylorsville, Utah, which is just outside of Salt Lake City. You may be missing out if you haven't been to a Rockler store lately. I have. Uh, you'll find top power tool brands and accessories, a large lumber selection, dust collection, router tables, T-Track, finishing supplies, hardware, and more. Rockler stores also host a variety of classes and events. Visit rockler.com to find a store near you or stop by the new stores if you're in the area. No matter which store you visit, you can count on Rockler for innovative products, expert advice, and exceptional customer service. And this is the show you go to to listen to to find all about find out about sorry Rockler 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 Rockler, Rockler. Go, Rockler. Hey, he wanted more. He got it. That's what I say. There you go. As much Rockler as we can shove down your throat. That's that's what we're yeah. here to do. Oh, it's all seriously. Good. That was that was some veteran podcasting right there, Mark. You like well that? Done. You like that move? Well that done. Quite good. That's you know, like virtual FU. If, if you can't somebody. come up with a good segue, use the reviews to segue for you. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. A, preferably a complaint about the sponsor. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And roll right into it. So there you go. Uh, check out rockler.com for all of that good stuff. All right. Well, after that exciting thingy, uh, let's get to some questions, shall we? So I got a question sure. here from my buddy Alex Adams. He's the meme machine. Um, so what do you guys think about this? I hope he makes a meme about himself. He probably will. Uh, Alex, this, get on it. He, he listens moment. to an episode and he will uh, crank out like 20 memes from the show. And they're actually Last week's were pretty good. They're really funny. And I think I'm going <laughs> to ask Margaret when he sends these, just post them all. Put them all in one post. Just put them all in. Every week, people need to see this stuff. It's really good. I mean, some of them I'll look at and I'm like, uh, I, I don't know if that's funny, but my sense of humor is not the same as everybody's. Everybody should see these and they're going to find one or two that they absolutely love. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Alex. You always do a good job. All right, so he has a question about Roomba cleaning the shop. He says, a colleague recently posted a video about using a robot vacuum in the shop to aid in cleaning. In their video, and we'll, we'll try to put this link in the show notes if we can remember, uh, they've got a nice robot vacuum that can be set to vacuum certain areas as well as dump into a bin so it doesn't have to be manually emptied after each clean cycle. They have a big shop, so some of the premium features are nice, but for my own house, I use a basic robot vacuum that's about 100 bucks and does pretty well with a small space. Would you ever try a basic or even high-end robot vacuum in your own shop to help with the cleaning? So I actually have tried this. I do have a robot vacuum at home as well. Um, we used a Roomba probably when they first came out. Real unimpressive back then. <laughs> Didn't do a whole lot, but, you know, it was a cool concept. Um, since then, and I hadn't bought one since that original. Um, actually, no, we did upgrade a couple years later. Got better, but still, you know, not great. It was certainly was no substitute for vacuuming your house. Um, and just recently we upgraded to a Eufy and they really have come a long way in the amount of power that these things have, the suction power. Uh, it's quite impressive. It does a really good job in our house. Like every day with two dogs, it's a lot of dog hair that just goes around the house yeah. that you don't even realize mm -hmm. is there. And this thing is just working away, working away. The battery lasts a long time. Really good. Now the question is whether that works in the shop. So I had my previous gen back in Denver. I did an experiment one time. 
And I just brought the thing into the shop and was like, all right, let's see what happens. The problem with that is it wasn't even that it wasn't good enough at, at you know, sucking debris. It was getting all the stuff that, you know, it's not just dust on the floor. A lot of times it's like little chunks of wood. It's shavings. Um, Shannon stuff would clog one of these things in a heartbeat, right? Like big, thick shavings. Uh, so you have to think about what's actually on the floor. And if all you have is fine dust or, you know, coarse dust or something like that, you'd probably be fine. But I think if you really have the kind of stuff most of us woodworkers typically, yeah, there you go. There's the yeah, visual. Yeah. Uh, that stuff is going to clog it up in a hurry. So e even if I brought my Yuffie in here, I'm sure it would be problematic. I think the way you get around this is probably that uh, $1,200, $1,400 now, maybe the Makita one. Have you guys seen that one? Mm -hmm. So it's like a Makita job site. Does it have site. a chipper in it? <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> I think like it looks, built pretty, shredder. looks pretty massive. Awesome. Um, I think that would probably be something that could handle the bigger debris. But that said, I think if you do have just dust in your shop, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I've actually got our old one from the house here uh, in the shop office, not in the actual shop itself, but a lot of the dust gets tracked into the office. So it's nice to have that thing running around uh, periodically. Um, but I, I don't know. They've gotten so good lately. If you're good about picking up the big stuff, it might be worth trying. And it's got me like he sent this uh, email and I'm thinking, oh, man, now, I, now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> I really would like to have that happen. But then again, who needs a Yuffie when you got a Jason? That's that's what I there say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's already on payroll. <laughs> like, make him do it. No, seriously, though. Um, it's a it's a cool idea. So. Um, right on. Yeah. Shannon. I like that. I like that. Well, I mean, from a, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like from a wood dust toxicity, it's the, if you're sweeping up the shavings yourself and the room is coming in and getting a little stuff, it seems like that would be, you know, healthier in the long run. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We don't sweep anyway. anything. We just vacuum everything. So this is, this is from Jeff. <clears throat> he says, I'm concerned my saws aren't cutting like they should because the teeth are too random. I file the teeth as carefully as I can, but they still have discrepancies from one tooth to another because you're doing it by hand and everyone seems to be fine with that. But how do you know it's going to cut accurately and straight and efficient as possible if the teeth are all slightly different? Which brings up the next question. Uh, when you're setting the teeth, if the tooth send petters, bleh, if the tooth setter <laughs> pin jobber, <coughs> uh -huh. this, is, this is written by Mark, yeah. if the tooth setter pin jobber, <laughs> Isn't exactly in the center of the tooth. Isn't the angle of the set going to be different? Not to mention small changes of flame. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, do you need to pound out the set before sharpening? I've seen some people flatten the teeth before resharpening and resetting. And sometimes they don't. And I can't tell where it's appropriate. Love the show. It's adequately funny. Well, hey. <laughs> two stars a, funny. That's a compliment. Two stars <laughs> funny. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Two stars. Adequate amount. Um, so, yeah. Um, are the teeth all different sizes because everyone seems fine with that. I'm not fine with that, Jeff. Uh, I, I the, the If the teeth are all different sizes, it is going to not cut well. Um, it's going to kind of stutter and vibrate and jump all over the place. You're not going to get like a smooth action on the saw. It's going to sound rough just because, you know, the, the saw does its job because of all those little tiny chisels on the teeth. All the teeth are just like chisels. And if they're all completely different sizes, you're actually like disrupting that frequency every time you push the saw uh, into the cut. So ultimately for it to cut cleanly, they do need to be the same size. Now, like, are we holding up a, 
you know, a square to them and, you know, getting the exact same angle. No, they need to look the same. That's as close as they need to be. But if you can look at those teeth and just quickly visually inspect them and see that they are not the same, same size, first of all, some of them may be lower than others, in which case the lower teeth are not working at all. The taller teeth around them are doing all the work. Um, the, the variability in the gullet size is going to cause all kinds of kind of stuttering problems as the saw is working. It's just going to be, it's going to feel like you have to push a lot harder because you're getting that kind of disruption in, in, in the, the flow as the saw runs through it. So if you, if you have that, you need to go back and shape those teeth. So saw sharpening starts with shaping the teeth. Then you've got them all the same shape. Then you go back and sharpen them. And the sharpening is really just like one or two passes of the file just to kind of, you know, clean up everything. But if you're using a saw file, you know, a little triangular saw file, you'll be surprised how easy it is to get the same shape of tooth. Um, maybe pick up yourself one of those fancy Veritas saw filing guides or get yourself a block of wood with a certain angle on it. Um, give you something to kind of control, to, to gauge um, the, the, the angle that you're holding the file at. But focus your pressure down rather than across. And I think you'll find that you can get the file to kind of sink into the tooth more evenly. So you're getting even cutting on both the front of the file and the back of the file, which should help you to, to shape your teeth a little bit more. And then as you're trying to shape and maybe you need to remove more from the left than you do from the right, you can apply lateral pressure to the left to kind of shape them. But you do need to spend some time getting them the same shape. Um, maybe what he's saying by people seem to be okay with them being different is like, you know, slight discrepancies. But no, they, they pretty much need to be all even, certainly the same height, you know, and that's where you joint the teeth. Now, if you are setting them and the little um, hammer um, is not directly centered on the tooth, yes, that's going to cause problems. So don't do that. <laughs> the only thing I can tell you, if you find that you, you're having trouble because like the hammer is too big for the size of tooth, then you need a different saw set. You need a saw set that is actually de uh, designed for finer pitched saws. They do make them. Um, there are different ones. I know the, the Somax pistol grip one, there's a blue one and a gold one, and they, they are different sizes, um, different ranges of, of pitches. If you're really struggling with that, you might look into some of the other saw sets. Certainly, if you can get your hands on a hammer set, um, that's going to provide a lot more precision or more consistency. But those have become kind of super popular, especially since Bad Axe Toolworks kind of popularized it. And then they kind of shores the hammer set world, and now you can't find them anymore. <laughs> Um, lastly, I know that there are some people out there who hammer out the set. I don't agree with this. Um, I was actually told this by Mike Winsloff, who, you know, kids today may not know who that is, <laughs> but woodworkers of yore remember Mike Winsloff being like the guy, like before Lee Nielsen made saws, Winsloff was the only place you could go and buy modern saws anymore. And I went to a sharpening seminar with Mike and he was dead set against the damage that you could create by hammering out the teeth. The only way he said he would recommend um, reducing the set with like pressure was to actually put, if you can get the entire saw plate in a vise. So like if you have a, you know, 16 inch long saw, you need 16 inches of teeth. And he would use a bit of tissue paper and he would squeeze the whole thing in a really super strong vise. But he said, even then, I don't really... Like I only do that because I've got the vice that can accommodate it. The better way to handle this is by what's called stoning, um, or maybe it should be called filing because you usually use a file. 
and you lay the saw on its side and you just drop a mill file on top of the teeth. Don't push down on the mill file, just drag the mill file across the teeth. And what that's gonna do is grind off that set little by little. Um, once you've stoned the saw, you may have to go back and joint it because you're removing steel here. But there's so many, um, when you bend the tooth, uh, it kind of inherently weakens the steel, which is natural. But if you bend it back on itself, the opposite direction, you're dramatically weakening the steel. And the, the metaphor that I always use is take like a credit card and bend it in half and then bend it the other way. And you'll see just like that, that white line of distressed plastic. And you see just how quickly you can snap a card in half by bending it back and forth a couple of times. Same thing's happening with your plate steel. So by hammering it back into shape, um, you're just weakening the steel overall. So stone it. Don't don't beat it. Stone it. All right. Getting biblical here. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Like you're at, like you have metal fatigue essentially on those teeth if you yeah. keep moving them. Yeah back and forth. If you think about it, that steel's pretty, I mean, it is spring steel. So there's a certain, you know, amount of springiness to it. Mm -hmm. But the reason it's spring steel is you can like set that tooth and it kind of holds that setting. So if you force it into another setting, specifically, if you bend it back the other way, instead of further into leaning further into the set, it will, you'll start getting teeth snapping off pretty quickly. Hmm. So, Well, look at that. All right. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? Wow. Okay, man. <laughs> Enlighten us oh with your gosh. answer. I just, I'm, I'm always happy to learn something from Shan. So That's I'm right. Saying. Okay. Aren't we all? We're lucky <laughs> to have help. <laughs> no. It's a blessing when it happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take what little we can when get. When it happens. That's the key part. To that <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my question is from Eric. Eric says, as I focus on getting better with hand tools like chisels and planes, I, ha- I can't help but to wonder, how do I know if my tools are sharp enough? Do I need to be a paper slicing ninja or perhaps shave my arm hairs with that chisel? Is there a test method that is your go to for determining if a tool is sharp or should I find a tool sharpening service so I can get the feel of what a sharp tool is? Any advice or places where I can send a chisel would be appreciated. Hmm. All right. So I don't really... Maybe you guys know a place you can set a chisel to be properly sharpened besides, you know, just mailing it to Mark and having him do it. I was going to say, do you send want it to it Shannon. <laughs> yeah, do you want, I was going to say, if you want it back, I can't help you. Yeah. But, you know. Sharpen it and I'm keeping it. So I wanted to kind of address this because we've talked about this a, like a, several times in the past about like once you've used a sharp tool and you can actually understand what it is and how much better things work when they're sharp. Mm-hmm. That's like this epiphany moment. But I wanted to kind of just takes it a little bit of a different direction this time and just kind of focus on more of this sharpness being more of like this gradient of how sharp it needs to be for the application of the thing you're doing. So if you're like doing some heavy chopping or something, maybe you don't need it to be as sharp. If you're trying to do some fine pairing, then you probably need a little more sharpness. And what was kind of timely about this question is that on the the piece of wood that I'm working on for my sandpaper cabinet, I, I think it's Siberian elm. So it's not like super hard to begin with or um, yeah, super hard like um, American elm or rock elm would be. And this the way this tree grew is like the early growth rings from like when the tree was like five or less than 10 years old. They're like a half inch apart, the growth rings. Mm. And then it gets to nice. like 
like 16th towards the outside. So I'm I'm uh, dovetailing a board that came pretty much from the center of the tree right above Pith. So I have like huge growth rings, huge growth rings, huge growth rings. And then the outsides, <laughs> which is kind of like more of like a quarter sawn riff sawn area, right. is like little tiny little growth rings. So the density difference across the whole board is incredibly stark. Like it's just, it's, it's bizarre. So in the middle where I'm cutting the really wide growth rings at low density area, it's like dovetailing like spruce or pine or a marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it doesn't matter how sharp my chisels are, the fibers are going to collapse yeah. right away. Yeah. And like the whole middle is going to be this, like a beaver chewed out the whole middle of that, that pin socket or the tail socket, whatever I'm cutting. I don't then, know about you, but my s'mores stay together in the fire when they're dovetailed together. <laughs> you know, really lock them together, into the you know? Cracker. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like like. Think you're doing something wrong with the chocolate? Maybe. I don't know. That could, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it I should don't, stay together. It's possible. My usually, I let my kids take care of that stuff usually, so it's not really my forte. <laughs> okay. So much. <laughs> usually they're on fire. Uh, <laughs> they're blow it out, Daddy. Blow it out. <laughs> the kids. Are Why the are you waving that in my face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flaming <laughs> liquid sugar in front of dad's face uh -huh. always good <laughs> oh, anyways i was saying so like as i get towards the outside of the board like the chisels actually start cutting properly and i can actually make a nice chopping pairing cut across the end grain without a problem so you can even in one piece of wood you can see the difference between the sharpest level of the chisel and the grind angle of the chisel too because the chisels that i'm using have a i think they're 20 degrees so they're a little steeper or shallower, shallower whatever, right? Which, whichever side of the thing you want to think about it on, mm -hmm. whatever your reference but they're, is, they're pointier. They're pointier than the normal, um, and it's still not enough to get the marshmallow out of there. Wow! Even though I know the chisel is sharp, it's totally it's perfectly sharp enough to do normal density wood without a problem. Mm -hmm. But you get to a different density of wood, and all of a sudden it's not sharp enough, or the angle is not steep enough, or shallow. What, what did you decide? What did you decide for shallow. me? Shallow. Is that shallow or? I would say shallow. Shallow. Lower. Very shallow angle. Lower. It's lower. Lower number. <laughs> but I like I like pointier. I am pointier. That's, that's a good the one. new way. Pointier. It's yeah, pointier. Yes, so you can get in there a little pointier. Um, so as far as like my own sort of standard of like what's sharp enough as I'm working, I don't, so I'm not like Shannon. I'm not doing any like heavy chopping. Like I'm not chopping joinery. I'm mostly just pairing joinery. Although, the motion is still chopping. I'm not hogging material. I'm doing like these little fine pairing shaving cuts at the end. So I don't necessarily need to worry about like heavy duty chopping. So if I can pair end grain with a chisel in like a normal density wood, that's kind of where I'm, I'm happy. As I'm working, I'm also kind of monitoring the level of difficulty it is as I'm pushing the chisel, chisel through. And I'll strop as I work to keep that edge kind of going. Because you can actually make, you can actually feel the difference as you get going. Like, oh, this is getting kind of draggy. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best way to describe it. It's taking more effort to push through. The cut's still kind of fine, but it's taking more effort to cut. And that's when it's time to go and hit the, hit the horse butt real hard and uh, bring it back to life. Yeah. Um, I think if you're just trying to get, get into it, you're trying to figure out like where... Where can I go to get like a perspective of like what's sharp enough? I think the paper slicing thing is kind of, it's a little gimmicky, but it does give you at least some feel. Like if that, if you go to slice the paper and it literally like pushes the paper out of the way and like tears it, then yeah, 
clearly it's not sharp enough. But you can still slice paper with a dull chisel or uh, air quotes this duller chisel than it could be. Um, mm. So I don't know. I don't think, have we ever had like a good like here's like a really good go to way of trying or having the experience of like a properly sharpened tool? Uh, there's just the stupid or like having some quota. The shaving. The shaving is something that I've seen countless times as people use that as as a reference point. But it, like, yeah, but here's like the thing with that hair, too. You mean, or yeah, yeah, the wood shaving. No, no, we, we've hair. talked about that yeah. too. Like, hair. You, you get that chisel so perfectly sharp; it's only sharp, sharp for that moment. Because as soon as you use that crazy yeah. honed, perfectly polished edge, it's gone. Well, there's also times where I've tried that and I do it. And I'm like, well, it's not really shaving. But then I go over to the wood, and it's like, man, that's a sharp chisel. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care that. Well, it have didn't you seen how coarse hair. your hair is? <laughs> I do have some coarse, very thick hair. It's like little baby tree trunks <laughs> growing out of my body. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it is. A, if you bring up a really good point, though, kind of like how we always say, you know, using a cheap tool sometimes, you use a really crappy, you know, Home Depot block plane, you do nothing to it, take it home, and that tool can really color your impression of what hand tools can do. But mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. If the, Even if they had a sharp tool, but they take it to the wrong species of wood, they may walk away also with a bad experience going like you, you do this on poplar. It's another, not poplar. Um, uh, duh, 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 duh. it's in Arizona. All the, uh, you know what I'm Aspen? talking about? No. Oh, oh shoot. How am I? Arizona. I Alder. Know. Oh God. It was right oh. on the tip of my tongue. Alder <laughs> is that kind of wood that tends to want to crush under the sharpest of chisels, but you would think it was you, you know, if you're new, you don't think it's necessarily the situation. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The wood species makes a huge difference. Hmm. It could be you. Could be you. It's a possibility. English you. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Oh. Hey. I like I like to pair the ingrain of softwood. To me, that's the indicator. Um, like because I can I, you know, like Mark, I, I may have some particularly wiry hairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can take a chisel and you can set it flat on the ingrain and without like lifting it up and just push it straight across, if it pulls up a shaving on on a softwood, that's good. Yeah. We're good to go. One of the fingernail um, test isn't bad. And that's either. way sharper than you need generally. Yeah. I mean, I've stopped doing the shaving thing. I did it for a while, but then my skin gets irritated. Then I got a bald spot. Who wants that? So I'm like, yeah. well, what about just taking the back of your fingernail and you drag it across? And when you could really just get a nice, clean amount of like fingernail shaving coming off, you can kind of tell the difference yeah. with your fingernail with the, like a really sharp surface or one that's kind of a little bit blunted. I don't know. That seems Arch to work nail salon. Hey, you don't, you don't even have to drag it. I find that like a sharp chisel will like grab stick. Yeah. Like the lightest touch will actually stick in your fingernail. I had a, uh, a guy that, um, he's kind of like the David Carradine of sharpening. Like he's not Japanese, but he like wandered the, the, the desert. Sorry. If you're not an old Kung Fu fan, um, you don't know what I'm talking about here, but David Carradine was the guy that took Bruce Lee's job (laughs) to be like the Kung Fu expert wandering the desert. Yeah. (laughs) He was he was the, uh, the, the incredible Hulk of, of Kung Fu. Um, but this guy like grew up in Japan, like learned to sharpen by Japanese masters, but he was just an American dude. And his way of checking was if he could slide the chisel, like under his skin without drawing blood, it was sharp enough. So like this guy was purposely trying to maim himself. That sounds fun. <laughs> So it was, it was like so sharp that it was like sliding beneath like the cells, the skin cells. And he could actually like show you 
Like the chisel is now like a quarter inch into my thumb and there's no blood. I'm like, okay, that's sharp, uh, but I feel like there's a learning curve to get there. I'm like nah. maybe, maybe not the learning curve I want to want to go yeah, with. That's there. not a method but for yeah. me. I could tell you that much. He was definitely one of those guys that adds credence to the, the expression that sharpening is a religion all of its own. Yeah. Like he was Boy. definitely worshiping something. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> what the <laughs> Good stuff. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, family owned since 1954, Rockler is your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK, it's all one word, to receive free shipping on most orders over $49. And remember to head to rockler.com slash woodtalk to enter for your chance to win a $250 gift card. Yay, Rockler. Yay. Which, by the way, if you go use that code and the order is not over $49, it says that the code is no longer valid. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> we, we had a couple of people that said the code oh, doesn't work anymore. That's right. Um, and instead of it saying this oh, code why? doesn't apply, it says it's no longer valid. Yeah, that's well, not valid for that purchase. Didn't meet the requirements. And it, it worked well. Rockler, you'll be glad to know that I added something else to my cart that I didn't need in order to get it over $49 so <laughs> I could get free shipping. Yeah. So good job. Yeah. We all we all need some more like shop rags or little foam brushes or something, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really easy. So yeah. Anyway. We love your questions. Send them to us. Woodtalkshow.com is our website. There's a place where you can send uh, questions in there, or you can just email us at woodtalkshow at gmail.com or look us up at, at woodtalkshow on Instagram and submit your questions there. Either way, just submit your questions. We might answer them. Mm-hmm. You never know. We could. Very small. We might percentage. be rude to you, though. <laughs> we could be. <laughs> we could very well be rude to you. We don't like negative feedback. Give us three stars and we'll be rude to you. <laughs> Uh, that's great all right well uh thank you for listening everybody and we will catch you next time bye all right you can see me bye bye see ya (laughs) bye bye look out behind you mark